Well, hello, and haven't we got something very exciting for you? My goodness me, that's what she said has been a phenomenal start to my podcasting world. And thank you so much to so many of you that have been involved with the journey. We are releasing a new mindset mini series, a course of really formative topics and subjects that are common questions that I get asked by my clients, themes that come up with the women that I work with who are struggling definitely with these areas. I'm not saying that these themes are exclusive to women, not by any means. However, my coaching is founded on identity and establishing sense of self. And I'm a woman. Therefore, I talk from a woman's perspective and it's a pretty important part of my identity and of my client's identity as well. In order to support a wider audience, I've created this mini series for you to listen to and indulge yourselves in a little self-discovery. Knowing you're not alone in your thinking is so important to being part of a community. And trust me, you are not the only one who feels the way that you do. Here's what to look out for. Every week, I'll be releasing a mini mindset podcast focusing on one of these fundamental topics, the ones that a lot of my clients struggle with. I'll discuss some of the theories associated with the topics, my findings from working with countless professional females. And these topics are really juicy. Things like guilt, sense of self, purpose, friendship, social norms, sex, business, trust, nature, resilience, judgment. They're all things that come up very often in my sessions. There are some coaching questions along the way designed to prompt you into reflection and eventually into action. And you can get involved by subscribing, downloading, telling a friend, having a pen and pad at the side of you when you're listening and checking out some of the resources available to you on my social media sites. If you like the idea of a like-minded community, have a think about checking out the Collective of Extraordinary Women, which opens its doors twice a year to a new cohort of members. Or just enjoy this mini-series. It really is an eye-opening experience to learn about yourself and one that is so important to your happiness and living a life that you love. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. We are talking mini mindset series stuff, which is basically the things that I find commonly occur in coaching sessions, uh, topics that my clients talk about that I think the wider world would love to know more about, to hear about how they can support themselves with it. And that's what I'm doing in these podcast episodes. Today, we're talking about friendship. And uh, yeah, I have to say when I was um, researching what to say about this topic, and when I was thinking about what I could be talking about, I always came back to the personal. And I think that friendship is something that is so personal. It is something that really creates those deep inner workings of who we are, our importance in society, how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about others. Friendship is such an important topic and I don't think that it's spoken about enough. We have in the Western world, an idea of what female friendship looks like based on societal norms that have been perpetuated through media, whether that's sex in the city, <laughs> whether that's um, whether that's anything, whether it's friends even, for example, showing us 
a, a vision of what it should be like to have friendships. And I've really struggled with that all of my life. And I say that this comes back to the personal on purpose, because I'm going to be sharing in this episode, um, my own journey for once, rather than talking about what I see with clients. Because like I say, it really resonated with me as something that I felt was deeply important to me when it comes to my understanding of who I am and the friendships that I've had in my life. I have very obscure friendships. My friendships are not the kind of friendships that you see on mainstream media. My friendships have been, I have had some female friendships which have involved going out for a a cocktail, which have involved, you know, talking about men um, perpetually, uh, which have involved, which have involved dancing for many hours on the dance floor. And I absolutely love and cherish those friendships. But when I was going through my mid to late teens, I didn't have that solid female friendship group that I believed everybody else did. I didn't believe that I needed it. And I wasn't particularly enthused by it either. I tend to have Um, I tended to have when I was at school in secondary school, different groups that I would I would kind of move around groups and I would be not a social butterfly as such, because I felt I didn't feel like I particularly fitted in in any one of those groups. And what was interesting to me was when I was researching this, I kept coming back to a best friend that I had in primary school, a best friend whose name was Kelly, and we did absolutely everything together. We would um, we would dance around her living room. We would do gymnastics, which we would do gymnastics in her house, a really big house with lots of open plan and loads of rooms and door frames that we could kind of, we used to spin on the door frames. I have absolutely no idea how we did it. We used to do the run and jump over the sofa where we did a flip. And once she did it and she cut her leg on a vase and we could see her bone and she had to go to hospital. Anyway, it was a very exciting time. I once ran away with her from school over the fields back to her house and phoned my mum from hers and told her that I'd missed the bus home. This was at primary school when I used to have to catch a bus back into my village, which was over on the other side of the main road. And I was so naughty and so terrible. And we got up to so much mischief. And I loved her and she loved me. But we grew apart. We went to secondary school and we definitely grew apart. And there was a core of people in the villages that I lived in who were really unpleasant, who were really unkind. And it would challenge me regularly. I was never deeply hurt or deeply affected. However, I would never know what I was getting the next day when I went into school. I didn't know if I was going to get the nice version of these people or the unkind version of these people. And there was one girl in particular who really had a love-hate relationship with me. I remember her telling me that she absolutely hated everything about me, from the clothes that I wore, from the colour that I wore on my nails, from the way that I wore the collar on my dress, um, from the way that I spoke. She absolutely despised me. She used to set her friends on me. She would make it very, very clear that she hated me. Yet some days she would come up to me and she would apologise for her behaviour. 
And we would get on okay. Because I didn't really care that much, it would be fine. And she was actually quite a good laugh when she was being nice. But this bully culture that she created, which went on from primary school all the way to the end of secondary school, really did form my understanding of friendships and my fear of friendships as well. Would the friendships that I created all of a sudden one day be something different to what I thought they were? And over time, friendships either grow old or and they grow together or they grow apart. And me spending this time looking at this, and this is a bit convoluted, so apologies if you're listening along and you're like, where's she going with this? Because I've really struggled to identify my patterns in friendships because all of my friendships have been so different. I had that one best friend for years at primary school, and I never really had that again since. Because this one group of people, which was led by one girl in particular, was so unpleasant, was so changeable that I never really trusted anybody. I had a boyfriend who was a couple of years older than me from from year nine. And we were together for years before he went to university and we eventually split up. And he became my best friend. And that is a pattern that has established itself over time. My subsequent lifelong partner, who I was married to, we are now no longer together and we remain very, very good friends. My current partner, we have such a good friendship. And it's really interesting to me that my friends live all over the world. I have a handful of close friends who I could turn up to in the middle of the night asking for anything, any support that I needed. And immediately there would be somewhere for me to stay. There would be somewhere for me to love, love, (laughs) somewhere for me to live, probably love as well. Who knows? Um, Where they would open their doors to me and I would be accepted. That's a handful of people. Unfortunately, they live all over the world. One of my very best friends, two of my very best friends live in California. Another lives in South Korea. Uh, Korea. Um, uh, Another one lives in Germany. We have we have so much distance between us, which is helped by being able to talk online, etc. But I never felt like I had normal friendships. So in researching this, I've established that there actually is no such thing as a normal friendship. Each friendship, each partnership, each group is distinct in its very own right. But what I do know about keeping friendships is that friendships are not about grand gestures. The friendships that last are the ones where you have small, incremental touch points, where you feed one another, where you feed one another's souls, and you feed one another's importance, and you truly care about the other person's success. A true friend for me is somebody that I know I could spill my heart to, and everything that I say or do would be seen with a lens of love. And that is rare. That is so rare because essentially at the end of the day, we are all in this for ourselves. 
Every single one of us is living our life for our own purposes. No one is selfless enough to give up everything that they have and love purely for a friendship. I don't know that. If you do, let me know. Write in, get in touch. Let us know if that's your experience. However, we're all in it for ourselves. So how do we make sure that we are supporting our friends, incrementally touching base and making sure that we are feeding their souls? We do it intentionally. And what I realised when I was looking at this in preparation for this podcast is that I am not intentional enough about how I feel, how I fill my friends' souls. And it's something that I'm definitely going to be working on. And I'm so pleased that in researching what I've researched, there is no such thing as an ordinary friendship. And your friends, as long as they make you feel good and you make them feel good, that's all you need. Let's stop looking towards a social norm of what we believe is acceptable in friendship. And let's just fill our hearts with caring for people that we like and let's let them care for us. I hope you've enjoyed me sharing some more of my personal insights. It's been a slightly different episode today. I've just let it go. Um, However, these mindset mini series episodes have been such a joy for me to work on because they are small capsules of the things that I see with my clients that I just want to share with the wider world how you can start thinking about these things so that you're not beating yourself up all the time, so that you can live a life you love without feeling like you have to do things that you don't want to do. Cherish the friendships that you love. Forget about the friendships that you don't. And go on and support others that you care about with your kindness. I can't wait to have your ears next week for the next episode of That's What She Said. Take care, folks. See you soon.